I'm sorry I'm a little late today, y'all. I apologize. I apologize. I was trying to get everything straightened up here, but we are here and we are live for an epic, epic last night of events. It's the Darian Hopkins show. Um and finally we got let me just switch this because I know I'm gonna be in the middle real quick. If Book could come on, I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, Darian Hopkins show is definitely in the building. Another episode of the show. Trying to refix my camera because I tried to do some rearranging around here and I just couldn't do it. But what's up, Mac? What's going on with you? Good afternoon. How are you today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Been a busy morning for me. <laughs> it's been a busy morning, but a lot of things, you know, went down last night and oh, everything. Man. But before we 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 get into all of that, you know. Of course, I got to do everything. Make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Hopkins Show. Uh, well, good, good. What's up, bro? What's going on? It's good, it's good. What's going on? So, um, just to let you know, like I said, comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Hopkins Show. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, not Apple Music, but Apple Podcasts. Um, Amazon Music and iHeartRadio, and make sure y'all go to SeatGeek.com and get twenty dollars off your first purchase using the promo code D Hopkins, ladies and gentlemen. What a turn of events that happened yesterday in the NBA world! What a turn of events! So for me, Mac, because I know that's going to be the first thing that we talk about today, brother. How are you feeling about? This move of this trade, but let's 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 break down the trade in itself. As Adrianowski was tweeting after tweet after tweet after tweet, and I I was getting mad notifications for it. Let's 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 break this down. I got to go all the way through the the bottom of the tweets here because remember, the trade was initially for Malcolm Brogdon. Going to Boston Celtics, which which that still happened, but it was supposed to be with Milwaukee's, you know, with, with Brogdon, and it was another team that was in it, if I'm not mistaken. It was still that, uh the Wizards, the Clippers just dropped out. Yeah, the Clippers dropped out, but the Clippers dropped out because of Brogdon's injury. Yeah. So that's why that trade was not finalized. Then the trade was back on at like twelve o'clock at night last night. So when it when it came down to it, they said the the Celtics are working the trade to acquire the Wizards, Krzyzewski, Porzingis, and it was a three team deal that says Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, but that did not go through. So let's get to that. So the Wizards was still working on ways to get Porzingis to the Celtics and opt into the trade scenario, but it won't be a three way with the Clippers. Sources tell ESPN. Then Porzingis still have the ability to incline a $36 million, million dollar player option and becomes a free agent. Then it comes to size up working on a deal under a midnight Eastern deadline on Porzingis with the $36 million option. Then it comes out, breaking news, boom, here comes the bomb. Boston Celtics finalize a deal to get Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. And he will, he still be, then he'll be opting in into his $36 million contract through 2023 and 2024, getting his trade to the Boston Celtics. 
Then Washington it says Washington completing a three-way deal with Boston in the Memphis Grizzlies that will send guard Tyrus Jones to the Wizards. And the Celtics are trading Marcus Smart to send Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. Then it comes that the Grizzlies have been searching for a tough-minded, playoff-tested veteran for a young roster that landed Marcus Smart there. Then it says the Grizzlies are sending a 2023 and a 2024 first-round picks to the Boston Celtics. Sources tell ESPN and the Grizzlies are sending number 25, the number, tw- the number 25th pick in today's NBA draft and a 24, uh, 2024 pick via Golden State for Marcus Smart. So technically, Grizzlies sending a 2023 and 2024 first-round picks and they are sending the number 25th overall pick in this year's draft for Marcus Smart. It it is so it it then it gets then it gets even more crazier. Gallinari and Muscala are in the deal to go to the Wizards in this trade. So you got you got Tyrus Jones, Gallinari, and Muscala all going to the Washington Wizards. The Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. And the Boston Celtics gets Porzingis. All that happened in a, because I was up. I was up at 12 o'clock. So all this happened within a 30-minute radius between (laughs) 12 and 12.30 at night. What is your thoughts, Mac, of how this shit went down, bro? How, how, like, this this is just crazy to me. I want to hear your thoughts, because you, I know you like the Wizards, the Wizards is your your hometown, but you like the Boston Celtics as well, so. No, I, 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 should I give you the floor? I'm tired of seeing, like, the Wizards gave away more than they got again. Again. If we're we need picks. We don't need players. We need picks. We need picks for the future. We have no picks. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 do we are not stocked up in picks. That's something that we need to do. That's what a rebuilding franchise has to do is you have to get picks for the players. We're giving we gave up the best player on our team in Porzingis and got three mediocre role players. Like, yes, Jones has an upside. And Eddie, it, it, it's surprising to see P3 there. Come on, man. Gallinari ain't been good in at least two or three seasons. Let's <laughs> let's keep it real. Muscala <laughs> has only shown flashes of shit. Same thing with, with, with Jones. Jones has had times where he's played really good. And he can, but when it comes down to it, like, how are you rebuilding a team with no draft picks? I mean, if it, when, when it comes to Jones... Like I said, he he played really well for Memphis when when Ja was out. They had a winning record. They won like thirty games with Tyrus Jones, you know, without Ja Morant being there. So he know how to win basketball games. I mean, but this isn't. The I like Muscala. I like Muscala. I think Muscala doesn't get enough. He didn't get enough burn in Boston for me. As a as a shooter, he didn't get enough burn. Gallinari, I'm I'm not too impressed with Gallinari, but Memphis gave up the. Memphis gave up more to me than Washington did. Washington just got rid of Porzingis, which is your best player. I understand. But you give up Tyrus Jones and three draft picks to go get a Marcus Smart with no John Morant. That's tough. And you and you lose your backup guard to John Morant and Tyrus Jones. So I think the Memphis. So who? So okay, outside of 
you being pissed about the Washington Wizards, right? How you feel about Boston now having Boston Porzingis on this team? Boston won this trade. How Boston keeps pulling off trades like this where they not only get the best player and they get the picks, and the only thing they gave up was Marcus Smart. Yeah. That's to me that's 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 mind boggling. You know what I'm saying? Like the pick should have came to the Wizards. You like like Boston got Porzingis. That was the best player. That's the best thing in this whole trade. Okay. The second best thing, like, okay, you, you Marcus Smart was the second best. And then it's all those picks. Okay. And and after the picks, then it comes Jones and Mascala and Gallinari. So it's like literally like like, like Boston. I, I don't understand why any team would want to pull this trade off with Boston. I, I'm sorry. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to pull any trade with Boston to make Boston better. Nah. I I, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. But I, I want to hear from Bug now because I think – <laughs> I mean, it made, okay. it, made, it made Matt take off his hat, man. It made Matt take told, off his hat for real. So, what's your thoughts, bro, on this on this trade? So, first, uh, when Matt talked about giving up Porzingis, of course, it's the best player on the team. But besides that, they give up a healthy Porzingis. It's Porzingis' first time last season in playing sixty games in the last six years. Last season was his first time playing sixty game over sixty games in the last six years. So, not only do you give up. A poor Zingas, you give up a healthy poor Zingas at that. But any team with Robert Williams, Al Hofford, so I think that's great for the for the Celtics. So you know you see Missoula pull out that uh two big man rotation last year in the playoffs. So they can definitely run some of that now. As far as smart, I feel like that was a good pickup for them. D I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I feel like that was great for them. People forget it's crazy. I had a stat about Boston. Boston was uh they led the they led the league in rebounds, offensive rebounds, steals, blocks, points in the paint, and second chance points. So when you add add somebody like Marcus Smart to a team like that, like that's great. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But John Morris will be out for 25 games. Yeah, Tyrus but- Jones is traded. You don't have a ball handler in Memphis now. You don't. I mean what? You know what I'm Marcus Smart can do it. You know what Marcus Smart is not a point guard, bro. But you, He's but, not a point guard. You cannot rely saying, on him to push the ball seen, up 90% of the game. You just can't. So, did we not see did I mean, we not see the Grizzlies going playoffs? <laughs> we, I, and I get that, but what was the what was the lack of everything? Uh, uh, me and Matt had these talks on the show. I said, what was the Boston Celtics missing in their starting five? Was a facilitator, right or wrong? Yeah, I mean, so Brock was out for twenty five games. Tyrus Jones was a facilitator, and you don't have that with Memphis. You don't. I mean, Bane did until all right. John comes back. Bane did all right. Bane did all right. He carried. He Bane did all right. He did a lot of bringing the ball down. He didn't do bad. But I, I, yeah, but wait. I don't think Desmond Bain is a facilitator, bro. I don't think you could ask but, Desmond Bain for twenty five games to give you at least seven yeah. assists per game. You can't. I mean, but with Marcus Smart on the court, it just gives them that extra. They got Bang now. They got Marcus Smart. He can bring the ball down. He has brought the ball down for Boston. He can yeah, but do are it. you going to put him in position at the point guard position to do yeah. that every single night? No, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm I not. Don't. Marcus That's, Smart is a starting point I can't guard. Give, I, can't, I can't say Marcus Smart can give me eight assists per game in the 82 oh, game gosh. season. He just can't. He can he can give you he can, might he might not give you he might not give you seven or eight, but he might give you six assists. 
he might give you 12 points. He might give you three steals and, let's say, four rebounds. Now, I like the fact that Marcus Smart and his toughness in the way that he plays the game, I agree. But this, this, that's, why the, that's why Boston could not get over the hump because they had no true facilitator. Now you don't have a true facilitator for 25 games. I think Memphis is going to struggle. They're going to struggle for 25 games because they don't have no, they don't have no actual facilitator to, to help out. So Marcus, you put Marcus Smart there to play the point guard for 25 games. That, that's just not his game. To me, that's just not his game. I mean, but what was he doing for Boston? Yeah, he was doing that for Boston, but look how they look, but look how they lost though. We've been talking about what was the Boston need for them to get over the hump? They needed a guard. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I mean the thing. They they didn't play traditional. You had you had two guys on the court almost every single time and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing the same exact position, playing the same role. But they not but they not they not point guard ball handlers. They not facilitators. They they just that's not, not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that you would sit there and you would you would have them two guys run the same shit. You have two guys on the court doing the same exact things. Like who's setting the pick? Neither one of them. So you got two guys that's not going to set a pick. That's not going to sit here and, and, and try to run it every single time. That that are not going to get well every time on offense. They're not going to make their man run and chase them. They're they're not just getting good spacing. You know what I'm saying? And that that's the difference between Boston and what Memphis is going to do. Because you got to think Memphis is Stephen Adams going to come back healthy. What 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 about the other big man? Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're giving Brown more options here than working with a Horford. Like I'm saying, Horford's not running the court anymore. You know what I mean? Like now you're putting him with a, with a Memphis team that can hustle, and I feel like, dude, he, Marcus Smart's going to thrive with them young guys. Yeah, he's going. He's going to. I think the first 25 games of the year, the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies will struggle because they don't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard, and I think don't get me wrong, Marcus Smart is a playmaker. Don't get me wrong, he can be a playmaker, but he's a playmaker from off the wing. He's a playmaker from setting picks. A lot of guards don't really like to. A lot of point guards don't really like to set picks because it doesn't really benefit them as much. It really benefits the big man setting the pick and rolling when it comes to the game. I don't think Marcus Smart wants to be in that situation where he wants to come in and play point guard. That's just me. So losing Tyrus Jones is big for the Memphis Grizzlies because they run with him. That's a but big like, loss. I'm sorry. I feel like he already knows that. Like as soon as he seen he was going there, he he knows Jai out 25 games. He already knows what his role is going. He I think he knows that. I think it's going to be good. I get him. I get him 10 out of the 25. I think they win at least 10 of the 10 of the 25, if not more. But I, I think with Tyrus Jones, they win more. At, but, but, but they win more. If, like, if you were able to keep Tyrus Jones and get Marcus but, Smart. Yeah, that, that that would have been a different story. We wouldn't be having a different talk right now. But when they I mean, were playing, when Jai when Jai was out the first time, Tyrus wasn't starting, and neither was he bringing the ball down. Bang Tyrus was, doing was starting. He he was thirty four and fifty. He's thirty four and fifteen without John Morant, and Tyrus Jones was the starter. And Bang was bringing the ball down. Bane was bringing the ball because down. Bane is Bane is a is a is a is a scorer. Of course, he's going to bring the ball down in fast break situations. But so you're you not going to tell me if Bane is, get Des- if- get Desmond Bane going without the basketball. You don't have a point guard right now to have Desmond Bane get the ball in them corner threes. Who's going to throw? Who's going to pass him the ball in them corner threes? So you're Ooh. telling me that Marcus Smart is is like what? Marcus Thank you. Smart's he's the point, backup point guard in the league. He is. It's a fact. Tyrus Jones is the best backup point guard in the league. Not shooting guard, not small forward, not center. 
I'm taking. I'm taking Marcus Smart. I'm taking Marcus Smart over Tyus Jones. I'm not. Not at not in a point guard (laughs) position. Yeah, at the point guard. Not at the position. Yeah. Not at the <laughs> position. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but he fits. To me, he fits with Tyra Jones fit with Josh Moran and Desmond Bain than Marcus Smart does. Marcus Smart, I'm not saying nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the trade. I think they got a great player in Marcus yeah. Smart. But what I'm saying is, this is, I'm telling you, Memphis will not get deep in the playoffs without a point guard. Simple as that. They won't. I mean, but Josh only out 25 games. That twenty five games going. Hopefully, that twenty five that twenty five games is probably going to be crucial because twenty five games through is almost a half a season. Damn near. They're going to win. They're going. They're going. They're going to be good. They're going to be all right. They're, they're going to be all right. But is it going to be a number two seed again? I doubt it. So you think Tyrus Jones and Marcus Smart replacing him? Well, maybe you're considering the John ja, ja Morant fact the twenty five games. But let's say when Ja comes back. You don't see Marcus Smart being a better fit than Ty than Tyus in that. I don't think I, as of right now, as of right now, if you look at the Western Conference and how the Western Conference is building, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies could be a, a six or a six or seven seed going into the first twenty five games. They could be a six or a seven seed in the first twenty five games. Because you don't know if Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, is they going to be 100% by next season? Are they going to play the first 10 games due to their injury prones? So you got to look at it from that aspect too. But I think when you lack a point guard in the NBA, when you lack a true point guard in the NBA, then you, you're going to struggle. I feel like I, feel, I can't even let you I, – I can't even let you do them like that. I feel like you're kind of like – you know, you discredited him when you saying a true point guard, and this man has led his team at that position two years in a row. They like, had oh, not won oh. nothing. They had but not won nothing went, with him. But, but he's been at that position, and he's been leading. Even in that series, you watched that series just like me that we just played them in. He was that person that was that was really turning that on for them when they needed it. He was that. He was dead, but they could not get over the hump because because the guard the guard play outplay their guard. They lost because Tatum and Brown was thank fucking. You, right. Thank you. Why are we forgetting that? Why are we <laughs> they did not that? lose because of Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had more heart in that motherfucker than any of them on the Boston. Why are we not forgetting two games? Tatum going scoreless in the fourth listen, quarter. I, listen, I was never a big fan of Marcus Smart, but he did become he he's a very tough defender. He does flop a lot. But if you talk about a point guard that's going to lead you to a championship, I don't think Marcus Smart can do that with Memphis with the less that he has. I just don't think so. But he he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to lead them. He doesn't have to do it enough to when Job comes back. He just have to just hold it down to Job. Listen, John, all I'm saying is this: it's going to look like the Boston Celtics with no guard. It's been the posi- it's been a position need for Boston for years now. That you need a point guard. You need a facilitator because when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum bringing the ball up, they're not facilitators. All they're going to do is pick and roll and shoot the three. They're not. They not. They not ball handlers. Even when, I was, when I was listening, when I was listening to Locked On Celtics earlier, even they are saying they're not clearing it out because they need a guard. They're trying to even that Brogdon or Smart had to go because they're trying to make more room for uh, for Brown and Tatum. Like that's point blank period. Everybody knows that basically them two on the floor is kind of not going to work. That's why it's, it's speculation of 
even Jalen Brown getting traded because them two. So, the so, so you tell me, so you telling me that Marcus Smart is the best ball handler on the Memphis Grizzlies as of right now is what you're saying to me. On right now, yeah, yeah. As of right now, without John Moran on the floor, yeah. I mean, Bane, you could kind of make a case for it, but anybody else, no, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad trade. I just feel like Tyrus Jones meant more to the Memphis even, than Marcus Smart that even, at that, at that position. At that position. I'm not saying as far as the overall game. At the point guard position, Tyrus Jones was more important to the Memphis Grizzlies than Marcus Smart at the point guard position. And, then, and, 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 and since we're talking Tyrus Jones, then you have to think about this. What is Mark? Everybody knows what Marcus, Smart's, what Marcus Smart brings to a team, and that's defense. You think Tyrus Jones is guarding anybody how Marcus Smart is guarding anybody? No, so okay, Tyrus Jones might be give you that little bit of more production on the offense, but he's gonna give you anywhere as much of production on defense as Marcus Smart's gonna give you. Okay, okay, I'm just saying. Definitely, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying that the, the record, the record doesn't lie when John Moran is out, off the floor and Tyrus Jones was in. The record doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. He's a he's a winner. He's a winner. So if we want to keep that same energy for Marcus Smart, keep the he's same energy for Tyrus Jones. Simple what, as that. What did what did they win in the playoffs? Nothing. He's not they a winner. They won the playoffs with an injured John Moran. Okay, and an he injured started, John Moran, but at the same but at the same time, Tyrus Jones, Tyrus Jones in the twenty two games that he played, he was averaging seventeen in the last in the twenty two games that he played. Okay, but what did he do in the playoffs? What can, he, you do, what, what can you do in the playoffs when you don't have a, a healthy John Morant and Desmond Bain is, is, is playing up, up? I mean, he played all right. He played all right. All I'm saying is all I'm what saying. Do? I did not expect the Memphis Grizzlies to beat the Lakers in that first round. I did not expect that. Come on. If you put Marcus Smart in that same position, he will. He, they still he, lose to the Lakers. They still lose to the no, Lakers. No. <laughs> no. They still lose to the Lakers because of, because of the point guard ability. That's why. The point guard ability. That's just that's just me. I'm sorry. I mean, listen, listen. I like the resume we're, we're, of we're, we're gonna make, Smart, we're gonna make a ball handler. He's not a great ball handler. That's just my opinion. He's just not a great he's ball not, handler. But he's but he's good enough. He's, good he's enough. not good enough. I but think he's one of the. I don't, talk, I don't think he's the best. I don't guard, think he's the top ten ball you, handler in his league. When you're talking point that. guard, when you're talking point guard, you're talking more than just dribbling the ball. You have to be a playmaker. Have to be a defender. You have to be all those things. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta be pass first, shoot so second. Who can Tyra Jones guard? Yes, Tyrus Jones can guard. Yes, he can. Who can he guard? Yes, absolutely. He can guard a Josh Giddy. No, he can guard him. Y'all, y'all make a y'all make a Josh Giddy like he a top fifteen player in his league. But Josh Giddy is Josh Giddy's Josh a top thirty player. Not even I, a top I, thirty. I'm giving, I'm giving him leeway. Can he guard Jalen Brunson? Can he guard Jalen Brunson? No, no, he would have get cooked. No. He would get cooked. <laughs> You can say that about anybody on them. Okay, if that's the case, can everybody on Miami is still lost. He cooked everybody on Miami and still lost. So what are we saying? I mean. What are we saying? <laughs> what are we saying? Somebody show up with him. Maybe we're talking different story. What are we but, saying? Gabe, Gabe, this is an undrafted free agent, and he was getting cooked okay. by Jalen Brunson. What are we talking about? Okay, but again. He was by, he was literally Mark, by himself. The, the point is. Himself. Max huh? Strews couldn't defend them. Nobody could not defend Jalen Brunson in that series. Come on. But Mark, Come on. And Marcus, I'm just saying, is it is it not already like tried to and tested that Marcus Mark can guard Jalen Brunson? 
Can he not yeah, guard but, him? The, the problem with Mark, the problem that is I Mark, have with Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart is the worst actor when it comes to flopping. That's my problem with Marcus Smart. If you watch Marcus Smart at Oklahoma State when he came out of the NBA. He was he was he was the most flopper in the NCAA basketball basketball that season. Came in and being a flopper on the defensive side of the ball. I, I would just and, and not serious, just even just prove my. I was just proving the point when I said the Giddy thing. If he can't even guard what you said is not even a top thirty player in Josh Giddy, what like that doesn't make sense when you talk about Marcus Smart, one of the top five defenders in the league. Period. <laughs> he could be a top five defender to y'all, but he's definitely not a top five defender to me. What? He's not. He's a he he won defensive player of the year with the most flops in the NBA. I'm sorry, that's not great. <laughs> it's, not, defense, okay. it's not great defense to me. Uh, that has nothing to do with defense, though. Like I mean, when you're flopping, that has to do a lot with defense. But he gets steals. He plays defense. You have to sell the foul. Yes, you do. You're not playing great defense when you have to sell the foul. Listen, listen. James Harden was shooting free throws all year. They can't, you can't take a scoring title from him. <laughs> but like, like, no, it don't matter. He, that's who, cares a part, about, that's who, a, who cares about James Harden anyway? James Harden's not even in the same breath right now. Oh Please. He's not God. even the same breath of people with, with these trades. Stop that. What? Stop that. He's not in the same. He, if you if you want to talk about James Harden, he, he, you want to talk about defense. We're not going to talk about James Harden because James Harden and defense is not even in the same fucking co- co- collabor- vocabulary. Please, hey, listen, it's listen. not. You know, you know, Tyrus Jones is is like minuscule compared to James Harden. Minuscule. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need. Yeah, on the offensive side, but let James Harden play defense. The worst, the laziest defensive guard in the league. He Please. probably play more defense than Tyrus Jones. No, he don't. No, he don't. <laughs> I was Jones play better defense than James Harden. Please, who, we don't who, have that who conversation. Have you seen him we're Who not. Th- this is the same. This is the same guy that said, <laughs> "I'm not going to get into you, bro. I'm not going to." Who can you guard? When you, when you can bring up James Harden defensive teams, the defensive team accolades, then we could talk. Give but me some AI defensive, defensive team accolades. accolades. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. Give me some AI defensive team okay. accolades. The, this, this is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying in, in every category when it comes to putting Marcus Smart ver- versus Jones. Marcus Smart is better in every category. I t- and and I'm not just saying this as a Boston fan. As I, I mean, literally, I watch it with my. I'm eyes. not saying that. I'm just saying he's just not a great ball handler. That's just my. That's all I'm saying about Marcus Smart. I don't think he's a great ball handler. But I mean, do. for this for this squad, I don't think so. I, I mean, he doesn't really have to be as long as he can facilitate and score and and play really lights out defense. And, and elevate the play of the young guys that he's going to be playing with. That's what they brought him there for. And that's why I'm just tripping. All they brought him there for is to elevate and help. He he he's going to play help defense. So my question is this: if 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 the Memphis Grizzlies are not a top five team by the time John Morant comes back, what does that tell you? I mean, what what does, what does that tell you? So, so, so what I'm saying is, okay, if if Marcus Smart hits double digit points, has has around seven to eight assists per game, with 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 more than five rebounds and more than two steals a game, and that's what he averages. Did did whether or not what what the record says, did Marcus Smart come in and do his job? Absolutely. At the same time, yes. At the same time, yes. But if, but only two for me. I'm, I'm gonna just say this for me. 
Marcus if you're averaging that much, and if you have a losing record, it doesn't lose. mean shit to me. I don't care. I don't care if you score all these points and you have a losing record. I I don't I don't live by that. I don't. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying. So you're telling I don't me live by that. can't go there and play smart basketball. Play he good can play basketball. smart basketball. If they losing, that's then what are, what are you supposed to do if they losing? Look, the whole again. The whole argument. You say he's, he, he's not a point guard. He's not a ball handler. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a point guard. I just don't think that he's. He's a point guard in my opinion. I don't think he could come in and just go and, and play point guard on a team that that needs a point guard. D Hop, I just feel like that's just crazy when we just watched that the ball, the series against them, bro. Yeah. Like that's just crazy to say. So, I, I, listen, even it's my even opinion. when. Even said, when Tatum, said, even when opinion, Tatum wasn't showing up, even when Tatum wasn't showing up, and you know, and uh, Brown was shooting two shots in the second half. That's that's uh, Marcus Smart out there throwing lobs to Robert Williams and hitting uh, Al Harford in the corner. That's him out there. If that's the case, then just because Jalen, if, if that's the case, then if that's the case, then why they didn't win because of Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I, I mean, thought did, it was, I, I thought it was, Tatum, I thought it was a five Tatum on five game, choke? not a two on five game. But did Tatum did Tatum not choke? Is he not they score on the team? Is that not one of his jobs? Did Brown not all the way show up? Is that not their job on the team? Did he not show up and do his job? He played defense and he he passed the ball, brought the ball down the court. He did his job. The guard play of the Miami Heat like outplayed the guard five, play. It's five people there's on no, the team. There's no, and why, why you think why, why you think Boston Celtics are talking about getting Chris Paul? Why you talk? Why you think everybody talk about Boston Celtics getting a facilitator? Even when Marcus Smart is there, why everybody is talking about they need a point guard there? Even when, even before Marcus Smart got traded, because they need a facilitator. They've been All saying I, it. Everybody's been saying it. All I know is. Did, the man did a job the last two years, man. You can't like. If, I'm not if, saying that he didn't. I'm just saying that he's not a point guard. But that was I'm, his role on not. the team. He did not play an actual point guard role in that all uh, in Boston system. Look at Boston system though. That is one fucked up ass system that they've come up with because they have multiple players that play the same damn role and they're trying to facilitate them in the same offense. That's why it looks funny. But if you put Marcus Smart with a traditional offense, I think I think you're gonna like what you see. I don't think I don't I don't think they win 20 games out of the 25 games John Morant misses. They win no, they win they win seven. They win seven either. out of the 25. But I, I I you know what I can almost guarantee that if everybody's healthy, they'll win at least 15. I doubt that. Yeah, they'll definitely go 15 and 10 for Ja. For sure. For sure, if everybody's healthy. Ten? If everybody against, against a Tyrus Jones that went 35 and 14? Come on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you still and you absolutely. keep saying a Tyrus Jones that had a bro, hell of bro. a support cast. They had a Jared Jackson that was fucking balling. They had a Desmond Baines. They had a better winning record with they had a better if you if everybody talked about it. Without without John Morant on the floor, they played better. A lot of a lot of people said that. Not me. Uh, okay. Okay. Not me. So so okay, so take just like you said, take that and replace Tyus Jones with an even better Marcus Smart. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Yo, I I, it's just, it's just, a, it's just. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not tripping. What I'm saying is, if, what I'm saying is, is, he's, he's not a point guard. 
only way he's only he's he's gonna he's gonna toughen these guys up. That's what Marcus Smart is good for. He's good for his hustle. He's good for his defense, quote unquote. But that's just my opinion. At the end of the day, I think and Marcus Smart is a good player. I think he's a good player. But do I put him in a top ten players on this list? On the list? No, I do not. I do not put Marcus Smart in the top ten players in the league. I just don't. He's a top. He's a top twenty player at number uh, so at number seventeen or eighteen. But I don't put him point? in no top ten players in the league. I just you, don't. You, don't think he, you don't think he's a top ten point guard right now? He's not a point guard. That's the thing. I'm not gonna put him in a top ten point guard when he's not a point guard. He's not his position. If you look up Marcus so, Smart right now, his right, position so doesn't say PG on the next time. I got a question for you, D-Hop. So Malcolm Brogdon p- plays what position? Point guard. He can so play the point and he can shoot. He but can who was Malcolm guard? Who was Malcolm Brogdon backing up? Marcus Smart. Of correct? Course, of course you're gonna put Marcus, of course you're gonna keep Marcus Smart in there because he's under even he, even if we just want to literally talk he the game, with, he's bringing the ball course, down. He's well, the before Malcolm Brogdon got there, Michael Brogdon was a starter in this league before he got to Boston. Let's be real. But did, but, did, but, real. but but did but did he start? He's not gonna st- let me tell you why he's not gonna start over a Marcus Smart because the continuity is there. The continuity with Boston was there. Al, he knows Al Horford. He knows Jalen Brown. He knows Jason Tatum as starters. And of course, if, if y'all say defensively, you're not gonna you're not gonna bitch Marcus Smart def, Marcus Smart defensively over a Malcolm Brogdon. You keep saying not. defensively, like, like, huh? You keep saying that like that, like what's going on? Like, is is Marcus Smart not a defensive dog? He's all right. He's he's good. He's good. He's a good defensive player. He's good. That's all I'm saying. This man matched up with 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 Embiid in the paint and kept Embiid from scoring. The man Embiid matched still up with Embiid still came out on with offense and kept Embiid from scoring. He still averaged twenty five in that series, but Marcus Smart yeah. defended. He still averaged twenty five in that series. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just saying, like Marcus Smart has times where he can he can defend anybody on the court, anybody, no matter how big, how small, how fast, how like. He's done all that, and he's done it continuously. I mean, over- he's a good defender. I'm not saying he's a bad defender. I'm not saying that he's a scrub. But, but, but I'm, what not I'm, saying, saying, I'm not saying he's a def- he's a bad defender like James Harden. I'm not saying that. He's a good defender. He won the fifth player of the year, something James Harden never did in his career. It's a difference. It's a level. Peace. Did AI ever win a defensive player of the year? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You keep, I'm just saying, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, Marcus Smart ever, is a good defensive player. Win, the AI ever win? I just don't think here. with Marcus Smart there. I don't want to hear championship contender. I don't want to hear that yet. Okay, so I don't. Everybody's been talking okay, about. Okay, okay, oh, okay, so I don't want to hear you add Marcus okay, Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. Are they contenders in the West? All if I'm you look at the Eastern Conference, bro. If you look at the Eastern Conference. Which players are tougher, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference to defend? Bro, all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is when you have that argument and you say, I don't want to hear about him going to the finals and losing and all that, do you have to say the same thing? When you say, oh, Ty Jones did that, he did all that, and they I'm still lost. when it comes it's to a viable player for the, the Memphis Grizzlies. What I'm saying is Tyrus Jones is a viable player. All I was trying to say is this. 
All I'm trying to say is if they would have kept Tyrus Jones and kept Marcus Smart, this team would probably be better. Be better. They good right now. But they, I think they'll be a little bit better because now you have a facilitator, you have a ball handler. I don't think Marcus Smart is a point guard at the position. I never said he was a bad player. I never said he was a bum. I never said that he was a scrub. What I'm saying to you is I think now Memphis is going to miss what Boston's been missing, and that is a point guard. That's it. That's all I'm That's saying. why I feel like they picked him up. You, Your whole thing was you said he can't give you how many assists a game. You said six, right? I don't think I don't think he can give you eight to ten assists a game. I don't think he can do that on an 82-game season. I just don't think so. Okay, so the last, the last two seasons he's averaged between eight and – 6.7 assists as far as Thank you. I need it. I need it. I couldn't get it. I can't I don't got my computer, Matt, but it's hey, pretty no, I, I just pulled it Okay, that's that's that, that's that's fine. And Jones but Jones this is the reason why Boston has not won a championship, and everybody in the world has been saying it. Boston has not won a championship because they don't have a true facilitator. No, no they were de- they was definitely a true because- facilitator. It's a it's a fact. I'm a, uh, so it's a I'm, fact. Yeah. I, I've been watching it all I've been watching it all year. They said I what is right. what is so, what is what is holding Boston back? Okay, no, Missoula had nothing to do with their losses. That's like saying Missoula because he didn't I'm call not, timeouts. He didn't thank you, discussion. thank you, thank you. Somebody in the comments like, just said it. Was, it, it Brown, just, like why are we like, Marcus Smart, like it was all on Marcus Smart. It's, it wasn't. He had Jason Tatum. He had Jalen Brown. They had Derek White. They had Malcolm Brogdon. Like they had Al Horford. They had fucking Williams. They had. So why the is everybody Williams. saying that? That is a positional need that Boston needs to win a championship. Why is everybody saying that? If you have all these players, why you can't win? Exactly. exactly. Why you can't exactly. get there? Why you get exactly. your ass kicked? Why you get your ass kicked by the Golden State Warriors the year before when Stephen Curry kicked your ass because y'all ain't had no guard to defend him? Y'all ain't had no guards to defend Jalen uh, Clay Thompson. Please, please. But but Jalen Brown's the two guard. He he defend Clay, and it's not a lot of people in the league at all that can guard that can guard Curry. At all, so I'm, I'm like, and then, and then, as you said, as you said again, this is a, it's a five, it's a five, it's five people on the court. You need everybody to do their role. You need everybody to do that role, and it's like if you want to get the if you want to individualize, y'all making me seem like I'm saying that Marcus Smart is a bum. All I'm saying no, is they should have kept, but if you want to individual- kept Tyrus Jones with Marcus Smart. Nah. All I'm saying, I think, it was, I think the, the team would have been a little bit better as a facilitator and then Marcus Smart could do other things besides being the number one person pushing the ball up. That's all I'm saying. I never said, oh, Memphis is, Memphis is, Marcus Smart's not good for Memphis. I'm saying if you would have did the trade and kept Tyrus Jones with a Marcus Smart, oh, we we be having a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, but like they I'm lost saying. out. Make it seem like they lost out as if because they didn't keep tires. Like they, they lost out game. on guard. They lost out on guard play. That's all I'm saying. They lost out on no, guard no, play. No, Marcus no, Smart no. is not a true point guard. Oh, That's oh, all I'm saying. Yeah, He's no, not a true it. point guard. Now I gotta say this, okay? Boston, right? Didn't lose because they didn't have a facilitator. Boston lost because they took a lot of fucking horrible three point shots. <laughs> Don't act like you forgot. Don't act like you forgot. Here come the excuses for Boston. They did. They took a shit ton of three points. Come on, man. How how many games were they under 30%? Y'all making the mad excuses for Boston Celtics, man. No. They lost because they lost. Period. They lost because they lost. Yes, they played like trash. They took a bunch of trash. They lost because they lost. 
there's no way that you're going to be, there's no way, y'all y'all cannot make no excuse how that team cannot win at home. How Boston cannot win at home. Period. How can you not win on your home floor? How you let a team come in here four times and beat you in a series? Come on. We're not gonna be, oh, I'm not going oh, to sit here and, and hype up the Boston Celtics because they crazy for Zingas. You got to win at home for me. Okay, if you can't no, take care sure. of home court, how are you going to win in this league? You can't win this league if you, ain't have, you ain't, if you can't win on your home court. This is true. This is true. Like you said, I'm not debating any of that stuff. Like, I, all that is 100% true. But, uh, like I said, to, to me, you making it sound like if they had a point guard instead of Marcus Smart, they could have won the game. I never said that. I said no, no, if they would have kept Tyrus Jones with a Marcus Smart. Sound. I'm saying that's how you making it sound. That's I'm why making, we're like, hold I on. I said this score. multiple times, though. I said it multiple I said, if you would have kept Tyrus Jones with a Marcus Smart, we'll be having a different conversation. That's all I'm that's all I've been saying. I mean, not really, because what's what, what, what's Jones gonna do? Sit on the bench? No. Who, who's just starting over? Tyrus at the you could put you you could definitely make Marcus Smart a third uh, uh, at a small four, because you know, like you like y'all said. He could play any. He could defend anybody on the floor. You could definitely yeah. make Marcus Smart a three. Yeah, I mean, you, you could definitely you make Marcus Smart. A when three when, when Ja when Ja comes home. back, when Ja comes back, I got Marcus Smart kind of being like a, a a Dylan Brooks type of role. But until then, a Dylan Brooks type of role, we, like a like a like an older Dylan Brooks. He a shooter. He gonna play defense for him like Dylan. Dylan did you just say Dylan Brooks is a shooter? Where? Listen, listen. He said the role. He said the role. The, he did not and what say role play did Dylan like Brooks him. play? He didn't play. Not the Dylan Brooks was. Dylan Brooks was. His name was not Dylan Brooks. It was Dylan Bricks. Please, Dylan Bricks. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. I, Dylan you Bricks. You got that. You got Marcus that. Smart I'm, is a way I, better I, I shooter. Not not, we can't put Marcus Smart and Dylan Brooks in the same comparison. You just can't. Not even. Not even in the role. Not even in the role. Yeah, no, <laughs> you no, can't I'm, do that either. You can't do that either. Dylan Brooks is overhyped. Marcus Smart is not an overhyped player. That's that's the difference. You can't put. You can't say Dylan Brooks. I mean, Marcus Smart is going to play the same role as Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks' role that. on the team is three and D. That was his role on the team. That's what Marcus Smart is going to be when John Morant comes back. Three and D. That's what I'm saying. Three and his D. Marcus on- Smart could do more than just be three and D. Come but on. that's what he's going to be doing. That's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be three and D. He might bring up some good. What's what's the next trade? So I can I can do this real quick for I guys. There, there's no there's no other trade. We all know that Tyrus Jones going to Washington. Porzingis is going to Boston, and the draft picks basically. So so here, here's my whole thing, right? So what 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 happened with uh, the Chris Paul trade and all that? Well, the, I don't know what's going on with the Chris Paul trade at this point. It has not really been nothing okay, coming no. with the with the Chris Paul. Uh, uh, but the Chris Paul. Nobody said I have not heard nothing since that okay. trade actually happened. I think the so what, they're going to try uh, to get the eighth round. They're just going to try to get it. They're going to try to get gonna do the first round tonight. Yeah, we could do the first round today. We could do the first round today. What times that start? It's at eight o'clock. All right, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll, I'll take. It's definitely. I can say Chris Paul to the Lakers, but we have not heard any talks about it, so I don't have any news on oh, it when it comes the, to Chris Paul to the Lakers. They trade a pick. Yeah, I mean, it's been rumors about the Lakers going to get you know the seventeenth trading that seventeenth overall pick. But I think this is what's going to happen with Chris Paul. He's going to buy out from the Wizards, and he's going to sign as a free agent to the Lakers. 
I don't think a trade is going to happen. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. So, yeah. CP, yeah, CP3 is going to, if he wants to win now, the Lakers is the best chance for him. Honestly. <laughs> Jasmine said Jason Salem. <laughs> she is funny. <laughs> said Jason Tatum what? It called him. I think she'd be like trying to say J- Jason Salem. <laughs> He'd be selling. Now he, man. Oh, it's probably the autocorrect. <laughs> oh, so it's probably the autocorrect. Boy, why? Why we got you? Why you got? Why we got your face up here? Look like a mugshot, bro. Like what's going on? What happened? Your, your just... screen is frozen, bro. Oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that draws like a mad mugshot. I hope somebody take a screenshot of that, y'all. <laughs> I'm that. good now. Yeah, everybody just give give him give, give him give him the Tyreek give him the Tyree kill mug shot. Come on, man! No, not, <laughs> not you gotta find you gotta find some other Wi-Fi, man. I don't know what's going on over there, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's on my internet, but um, <laughs> but hey, uh, Chris Middleton declines his forty million dollar option that becomes a free agent. Now Ooh. we all know Chris Middleton has not been the same since he, you know, since he tore his ACL, and hopefully he's good now. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. So he tore his ACL, and he has not really been the same since. He's been, you know, he's been okay, but he hasn't been back to his All Star caliber. Yeah. Do he resize a smaller deal with Milwaukee? Or he goes somewhere else. And if he does want to go somewhere else, where do you think it will be a fit for Chris Middleton? Ooh, see, that's that that that's where it comes nice at. Because you got a bunch of contending teams that could use him. You got the Sacramento Kings, uh, even, even the Miami Heat, depending on what they do with some of their free agents. Because you got Oladipo and and, and and all them guys that, that are going to free agency. So it it, it really depends. But me, me personally, I'd like to see him go over to the West Coast. I mean, you got you got plenty of teams that that are definitely looking for shooters, and even even Man. and I'm gonna throw the wild card out there, L.A. Lakers. L.A. Lakers could be in contention for him. Do they have the money though? I don't Mitch. know. That's why I said it, it. It really depends what Chris Middleton wants to do. If he wants to go to a contending team, or if he wants to stay with Milwaukee, regardless, he's taking a pay cut. Wherever he goes, he's taking a pay cut. I don't know if he's taking a pay cut no matter where he goes. I think if he go to a caliber team, like if you want to be like, like you said, the Sacramento Kings, the Lakers, and you know, teams that that's going to be in the playoffs. But if he, if he, I don't know if he's going to, for me, he's not going to go to a bad team and, and take the bag. I don't think he's going to do that. But I think he, I think he takes a less, I think he takes lesser money and stays in Milwaukee for me. I, I mean, I, I can see him taking less money. You got to think, like you said, he had an MCL sprain in the first round of the playoffs. He was Then he came back. He had an injury. Uh, he had to get a torn. You got to get a torn ligament repaired in his left wrist. And that's going to keep him out. Tw- kept him out 20 games. So, mm, I mean, in the games he did play, he averaged 25 and five. So, like I said, I, w- I want to see him go to Houston. Honestly, I think if Houston make if. And this, I'm going out on a limb here, but if Houston makes the moves to get James Harden there, I can see them trying to go get Middleton. I can see them trying to add Middleton in that mix. But if not, that just depends on how the draft goes tonight. But if not, then maybe LA. Um, I think Philly could need him. We we think we talking about moving on with Tobias. I had that in my notes. 
we think about moving on from to from Tobias and paying him all that money, that could have been a Middleton contract. Easy. I would definitely take Middleton. Now, how how would, the thing about this? How would this work with Tobias Harris still being under contract and you know Chris Middleton being a free agent? Now the Sixers are going to have to make some moves if they want to trade Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. and it, 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 I don't know how. It really depends on what team is going to pick up Tobias Harris' contract. So it, I got that's that's the tough part. Uh, so my cousin, he uh, he stays in Cleveland. He kind of really be locked on in with the Cavs. He said they're thinking about Tobias. He said they was uh, I think making some moves on Kelly Oubre, and they had some talks about Tobias too. So they might be thinking I like about him. Oubre. Yeah, I, like I know. Oubre. I know Detroit. <clears throat> Detroit was thinking about him. You know, he already played there before. So mm-hmm. they might be looking, thinking to get a vet back, you know, get a vet in their locker room, which would be great for that team because they super young. So that would be all right. And they kind of don't have that three position no more. No more Sadiq Bay. Uh, him getting traded to Atlanta. So that I guess I, I that they, was a bad move, bro. No, nah, that was bad. That was horrible. That was. Horrible. I thought you should never give up Sadiq Bay. That I was thought terrible. you and they I gave him it. to Atlanta. Like that was like what are you? That was terrible. That was a terrible trade. I don't know what. I don't know. Just what. imagine was, if Monty Williams had a chance to, you know, try to coach Sadiq Bay. Just imagine yeah. how that would have went with Kay Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. That that, and then now you, if you would have, the thing about this now you trade if you trade for Tobias Harris, you would have had to give up one of those young guys, and oh, that's yeah, gonna be tough. Yeah, that's I mean, but for, see, the thing Detroit. is, I, I mean, which I can see, I, I can see. K has kind of lived up. Ivy, they might give him, but Ivy is kind of not. He was iffy last year. I mean, wasn't that his rookie year, right? Or his second year? Yeah, he, I think he he'll was, be. I think he'll be all right. I think you know, you 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 got a you got a good coach in Monty Williams that could coach these guys up. Because if you look at it, when Devin Booker was in Phoenix, I mean, he was good. He was he wasn't being talked about because Phoenix wasn't wasn't winning. But when Monty got there. Devin Booker game elevated. So I mean, Monty Williams is a great coach. He know how to teach good players. So and I think he he'll he'll be good for that. And that was actually in my notes too. They were saying that Philly is actually looking to move Tobias before the end of his contract next year. If they are gonna move him, they're trying to get him out now before I guess. I mean, and help, he help out with help out with the cap. Yeah. It, it, now it goes back to now if if Chris Middleton goes to Philadelphia, but uh, Jasmine said that she thinks that he might go to Golden State. The problem with Golden State is this. I would love to see them. I would love to see him go to Golden State. But what they going to do with the contract of Klay Thompson? That's going to be the the issue there. And then are they willing to re-sign Draymond Green even though he opted out? Will he take less to stay there? So it's it's a lot of moving parts with with the Golden State Warriors now with Jordan Poole and Draymond. They have not been the same since. It's a lot of things going on in Golden State. And then on top of that, Steve Kerr is on the last year of his contract. Are they going to give him an extension? So it's a it's so much with with Golden State. Uh, but RC Tark says that um he says I think Portland drafts Scoot Henderson tonight. Then maybe Dame decides to move on from Portland because. Of of course, Scoop will become an immediate future. Uh, but if there are any other teams out there that's a dark horse that could try to go after Chris Middleton in, in, in this in this free agency. I mean, I don't want to say the Wizards, <laughs> but Mac, I'm, I'm happy that you left because you would have snapped right now. You would have But now, nah, um, honestly, um, let's think. Uh, who has the money? So when I say dark horses, you thinking of teams? Like I said, I think the Cavs. That I, 
that's kind of the best fit I could think, and only because plugging him in with that team would make with Donovan Mitchell in um yeah, that would make that's all they've been missing. Like every time I argue with my cousin, like, and I can't lie, they've been trying to depend on Seti Osman to step it up forever, but he just hasn't got together. She's like, we need a small forward. We just need a small forward. So I can see that. Um, I, th- I can see him taking less to go to Cleveland. I can see that. Yeah. Who? Like I said, I mean, us, dark, this is a dark. This is a dark horse team that I have that who? a lot of people might not might not recognize. And pairing him up with Siakam in Toronto, that wouldn't be bad. That him up with Siakam, bad. even though they they coach is not a splash of a coach, but they 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 signed their head coach internally. So he knows that team already. Even though Fred Van Vliet is is gone, you can still go out on the draft and go on the free agent and still get you a guard. And Chris Middleton, if Toronto has the money, he could get the bag in Toronto with Pascal Siakam. I think you got to think about the East too. Everybody's moving on to the West. The best players are going to the West. Toronto could really be a team that could probably slide into the playoffs. They really They've been can. talking about. It's been some talks with them about moving OG on Anobi too. Also, so. That, that might right, but I don't know if if you go out and get a Chris Middleton, I don't think you move in an OB. OG, yeah, you keep all three of them: him, Scotty, OG, and Pascal. Yes, yes, they just need a big man. They'll yeah, just need a big man for that. And that, you could get that in the draft for real, for real. You could get, yeah, you could get that in the draft. But I I think that that would be my dark horse team. Toronto will be good for Chris Middleton. I, I think that would be dope if you could keep Ananobi, Scotty, and Pascal. Yo. I was just watching Scotty work on his jump shot, man. He he getting it together. Uh, oh, did you hear about the Dame news? So I want I want to break this because we've been talking about this. We've talked about the Dame trade, but we haven't really talked about this team. Dame saying that him and Mikael Bridges is homeboys, and that that would be another option if the Miami thing, which obviously is not working out, but. Supposedly, he said Brooklyn will be a, another so, destination. So he think. So when did he say this though? This was this morning. I seen Miami is going to be very anxious and and watching what happens uh, in Portland to see if Dame becomes available. Blazers have shut down anybody who has called for Dame. The Blazers have the number three pick and could flip it to acquire the star <clears throat> to pair with Dame. There's like there's likelihood they still select a prospect, but if not, Brooklyn Nets also has one of the preferred destinations. For Dame with Mikael Bridges, him saying, "quote unquote," that's my dog. When asked about where else he would go besides the Heat, so so Brooklyn will have to give up a lot of shit again <laughs> <laughs> to get a Dame Dame dollar. I'm just gonna be real with you. One thing about Brooklyn, they they know how to give up a lot of picks. They know how to <laughs> give up a lot of people. You know, but, with see, the but see, think about it though. I can't lie. If you think about what they did. If you look at their roster, I will. I'll let you kind of look and, and maybe read it off. But they're already super, super deep with just role players. Like yeah, they are. don't give they. So even still, they had to give away something. They will still have at least enough to pair around them. I feel like to make that a contending team in the East potentially. Because I mean, they could just get if like you I mean, get like a pretty weak too, bro. Yeah, of course. The East is pretty weak at this point, you know, because yeah. everybody's going, everybody's going to the West. Basically, so everybody's going to the West. Everybody wants to play against those Denver Nuggets, which is the reigning champion. So I, I get it. But my the only question I have with this Brooklyn deal, if you could keep Cameron Johnson and bring Dame Dollar over, then that's that 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 makes that makes sense. But if Cameron if Cameron Johnson walks in free agency and go to a different team, 
I mean, you losing, you losing a, a valuable player. I mean, he's not a, he's not a, he's a, he's a valuable player that you know he could give you, he could give you seventeen and ten, with the length that he has. He could give you seventeen to twenty points a night. Because you saw, even though that they got swept against the Philadelphia 76ers, they was in all those games. It wasn't no games that they got blown out. They was in all those games. It's just that the second half, they just fell apart. So bringing a Dame over there to Brooklyn and playing with a young Mikhail Bridges and you keep Cameron Johnson, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. And uh, I just had a draft rumor. Um, the Hornets. Did you make your final mock draft, though? Oh yeah, I got I got the, I got the fifteen for you. You want me to run through them real quick? Do you got any, you hold on? Is it just a mock draft with just with no trades? Is what you're saying? Yeah, no, no, these no, no trades. trades. Okay, no trades. Cool, no cool, trades. Cool, no cool, trades. Cool. Okay, so first round, of course, we got Victor going to the Spurs. I mean, first round, first pick, I got Victor going to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Second, I got Brandon Miller going to Charlotte. Third, I got Scoot Henderson going to Portland. Fourth, I got Amin Thompson going to the Rockets. Five, uh, fifth, I have uh, a, I, I want to say a name right. A sword Tom. I, I had printed out a pronunciation just for tonight, just to let y'all know. <laughs> but <laughs> I got uh, a sword Thomas going to Detroit. Six, I got uh, Anthony Black going to the Magic. Seven, I got Jarris Walker going to the Pacers. Eight, I got Kobe Bumpkin going to the Washington Wizards. Nine, I got Cam Whitmore going to the Jazz. Mm. I have Taylor Hendricks going to Dallas. 11, I got Derek Lively going to Orlando. 12, I have Bilal, I think, Bilal Kubelay going to OKC. 13th, I got Keontae George going to the Raptors. 14th, I got Grady Dick going to the Pelicans. And 15th, I got Jalen Hood, Sifrano going to Atlanta. So, some of the ones I wanted to highlight was Keep that, Dick. that mock draft and you go check off if you get them right. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that might get ah is man, Scoop, man. It's like because, but that's what I was finna drop just before you said that. Just this morning, it's coming out the the uh, Charlotte general manager yesterday said that they might still be looking to shop this second round pick. Mm. Might possibly still be looking to shop it. So hopefully they don't. But that's just like still up in the air. I just think Scoop. I don't know, man. If, if that rumors came out too, bro, that you know, there that Charlotte is in between between Scoot and Brandon Miller at and number Brent, two. Yeah. So now we 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 thought that yesterday on yesterday's show, we thought that that it was declared definite that Brandon Miller will be going number two, and then it comes out today that you know they they stuck between Scoot and and Brandon well, I, Miller. I feel like know? I feel like Jordan put his extra sauce on it. And talking to the media, him actually, even when Brandon Miller is crazy, I was just watching before the show came on. How you was talking about Michael Jordan? And he, you get what yeah. I'm saying? I feel like, and just like I said, in order for LaMelo Ball and Scoot to be they to be at their top of their game, they have to have the ball in their hands. Brandon Miller already kind of has that in his game. You know, he already ha- has an off-ball game. He, Scoot has that, but... He he's a he's a guard. He needs he he he's a playmaker. He wants the ball in his hand. You know, like Brandon Miller come in and, that, and he even talked about that in his interviews, like off ball picks and running off screens, shooting threes. He's already kind of built for that scoop more. You know, dribble set up off the off the pick and roll. I, I think Brandon Miller is a fit. If they don't get Brandon and they do get Scoot, it's really going to change the game because then Portland's really trading. 
Porter, Porter really traded. Yeah, so it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So did, we'll definitely see a blockbuster trade happen at, at the number three pick. We'll de- we'll definitely see that. D Hop, where's your mock draft yet? I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all again. <laughs> I have not followed the prospects like that for the NBA draft. I'm gonna be completely honest. I have uh, listen. Football is my first sport. I know the game basketball because I played it and I coached it. But football is my love. I can tell you everything about goddamn football when it comes to the draft and all that. But the NBA, like like I said, like I said, like we said earlier in the week, like when it comes to this year's Bass prospects, I was not really intrigued with a lot of the prospects this year. Yeah. I heard about Scoot. I heard about Brandon Bill. I heard about Victor. But after that, I really didn't hear anything else about all these other players because I really didn't watch college basketball this year. You guys, really a lot of these guys, too, because they were talking about – I had I had uh, wrote down – I was going to – we were talking about that tonight, but my strength and weaknesses of this draft in general. And uh, a lot of – like a guy was saying this on a podcast earlier, like a lot of these overseas guys – and, you know, G League guys, they're not scared no more. So versus, like, them D1 guys, you might – like about Scoot. You see where Scoot coming from versus – and he second overall or right. – You know, so – You know what? Got, it, it, that, it could be another thing, too, because all the other avenues that you have to get to the draft. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not a, just like you're going into college basketball, being a yeah. D1 player, and you got to come out of college. You get what I'm saying? You don't so really I have to it. go to college route at all anymore, so – yeah. Right, you can go to like the you know go where you know where scoop with the the team ignite and stuff of that the, nature. The or twins with up, the overtime, they overtime elite. You know, it's 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 a lot of different stuff now. Uh, uh, RC, I completely understand. Uh, don't sleep on Amari Bailey and uh, Tracy Jackson Davis. Oh, Tracy Jackson Davis, man. We we go to if we we go just man tune in tonight if you can. We'll talk about yeah, all that. Definitely tune in tonight. We will be live for the NBA draft. That's going to be very interesting to watch, y'all. Make sure y'all go do that right here on the Darian Hopkins Show. We definitely going to be live for the NBA draft. Um, But, oh, man. How does trade do, – do, now, trading for Porzingis for Boston, does they make, do they make this team better to, to win the East? Or do you feel like they need do – they, do they – I still think they need a point guard. I'm gonna say that one point. I'm gonna still think they need a guard. Michael Brogdon probably is not going to start. I, I just know that he was good coming off the bench, but we all know that he was a starter in this league. They got paid. Adding, <laughs> adding, adding Porzingis. Do you think that they are the best team in the East now? Adding Porzingis to Boston. Not non-biased. Yes, <laughs> because you got to think. It's like you got you keep Al, you keep all your bigs, and you add him, and so now you could do something like, oh, we're gonna run Porzingis, and we're gonna run Robert Williams. You get what I'm saying? Or we go like now, Al Horford gets. So now, so now Al Horford comes off the bench in this. Point. You get what I'm saying? And you okay, like that? I it. It, just, it, it, it spreads the floor out. You it's way more rebounds, so maybe that takes a little bit off Tatum and Brown. They can actually get some shots up now. Even with them getting Marcus Smart out there, like like I said, when they were talking about that on the podcast, is more than they were saying. Like they're basically trying to space that out, and I guess they felt like him still. One, they said one of them had to go. One of them was going point blank period. That's why they shot Brogdon first, and then Marcus ended up going. But one of them, what it was either Brogdon or Smart. One of them were leaving regardless how it went. So I think they just trying to space that floor out a little bit more. And well, like you said, Brogdon is gonna miss some time. But I feel like Brogdon once he comes back. 
he's gonna feel that role well. He played great in the playoffs at that point. Yeah, until until his until he hurt his wrist. Yeah. So I feel like when he comes back, that's gonna be exactly what they need to, to basically plug and play. You got Porzingis stretching the floor out for you, shooting the three, doing his thing, getting the rebounds, blocking shots. You got Robert Williams down there. He gonna block shots, get rebounds. Then you they got subbed him out. What what the only thing I can say now is as far as their four position, like they got them three bigs, but y'all don't have if they don't get Grant back, then which everybody says is Porzingis is signed, Grant's probably not gonna resign, but but Grant, that four position does kind of look a little iffy. But I mean, I guess you got them three big guys. You're not really worried. Yeah, about I, I'm. I'm really looking to could be because looking to see what this starting five is going to look like. We already know the Porzingis, Jalen. If Jalen yeah. decides to stay or he opts out or whatever his contract, whatever the situation, if he stays, Jason Tatum, Jalen, and Porzingis. We all know Robert Williams might be that number five. It's that number yeah. four that that that. You know what I'm saying? Have Porzingis play that four? The, it, it could be that number three. That could be. Yeah. So because so, you know Porzingis could be a stretch four. That's why. Yeah. You could be a stretch four. You put Robert Williams at the five. Now, if now that now that 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 spot that we're missing is Marcus Smart. I'm, that's. Because Marcus Smart, if you really if you look at it on his his thing, they put him as a shooting guard slash small four because yeah. of how he plays on the floor. No. So, and I definitely, and I definitely get you with that or that or that aspect. Even earlier with the debate, I still see what you're saying. Like Marcus Smart is that player that you can he can play three, and that's why when I said Dylan Brooks, I get what you would say. You just like the comparison, but even when he can play that three position, you get what I'm saying. When Jock gets back, that's what they. That was a, another question I heard this morning. Was would that be the lineup they can run with? Because it would be small when you got Ja, uh, Desmond Bain. Are you gonna put Marcus Smart at the three now, or are you gonna bring him off the bench? So that was another. Question. I don't think Marcus Smart is a bench player for 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 Memphis. And, and and going back to and going back to Boston, now who's gonna be your small forward? That now if you if you really have Porzingis and Robert Williams at your four and your five, and you know Porzingis can be that stretch four, who's going to be your third player on the, on this roster? You're not going to put all three bigs in there. You're not going to have Al Horford, Porzingis, and Robert Williams in there. Absolutely not, because you you're, you're, you're started to get slow with, with Al Horford being in there. So now in free agency, you're going to have to go out and go get a small four or find a point guard to, uh, that can start in his lead like a Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Then you can move Jason to the two, or if whatever they were if they were going to get a Chris Paul, I mean it, 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 even a Chris Paul. But I'm saying you could put one of them at the one, Tatum at yeah. the two, Brown at the three, Porzingis is your four, and Robert Williams is your five. I am set with that starting five right there because you could really make Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown your two or your three. You can and then I like I like that. I like the way you call it that too because then you let Brown basically bring the ball down, him setting the tone for the offense, which he should have been doing anyway for them. You get what right. I'm saying? And then yeah. you get you let Tatum put Tatum basically even though he's big, but you put him at the two position, let him play the shooting guards, you know, get his shots up and do what he does. So he mm-hmm. kind of getting to get a natural flow and you put Porzingis at that four, stretch the floor out. Yeah, it's just that yeah. three. That three, yeah, nah, yeah. He could, he he averaged, mind you, from from being from being a stretch four and playing down on the block, he still still averaged twenty one at that position. You know what I'm saying? So, 
bringing bringing in a, a Fred Van Vliet or a Chris Paul to help out with that point guard position, then you can slide Jason Tatum over where he doesn't have to bring the ball up 90% of the time. Same thing for Jalen Brown. He don't have to bring the ball up that much either. You can move without the basketball. You could be have a little bit more fluidity in your yeah. offense with with that point guard there. So that's why they that's why they still saying right now with, with Porzingis there. They still need a guard to facilitate. Just imagine if you put in Porzingis in a pick and roll with a with an actual point guard with a Van Vliet or a Chris Paul, bruh. The East, I think they take the East. If you if you have that five, they take the East. All right. Uh, how much time it, you got? You still want to do the football? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely we definitely got the time to do the do the football. Um, let me just uh pull it up real quickly because um we were supposed to talk about it yesterday. It was the last topic. Yeah, that we been missing that. We we had much time. We had much time to do it. So let me just um pull it up real quick because I did have it in my notes. Um, uh, just to let you know, a quick take about that too. That Chris, uh, that that um Chuck Clark is out for the season. Oh he yes, ACL with the the New York Jets, and that that's really tough for them because they really got him out in free agency from the Baltimore Ravens, and now. You oh, see, Lakers um, traded up in the draft. Uh, they picked uh, number forty pick. I mean, they just traded up. They uh, acquired a forty pick from the Pacers for forty seven and some cash. I mean, right. it's not big, but you know, a little something. They trying to, they probably trying to put something together. Right, right, right. So, um, ten teams that's facing the greatest burden ex- of expectations in twenty twenty three. Meaning, like this is an urgency meter. At this point, it's an urgency meter for the NFL. Now you have ten teams that it has an urgency meter between between one and ten. And for me, I think one being the lowest and ten being the highest, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top to have to go with the lowest urgency meter. And the first one is the Chicago Bears. Their urgency meter is at a seven point five, even though they were three and fourteen last season. You do. You still have Justin Fields. You trade out of the number one overall pick. Don't get DJ. And you, you, you added. You added talent across this defense. You added talent training for a DJ more. You know, and I think the urgency meter is correct here at seven point five. I think they could win more games than three. I think they. I think it's competition in the division now, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is no longer there with the Green Bay Packers. Detroit is a is a team that's being very competitive and start play consistently. Minnesota Vikings defense is falling apart. We already know what they, what they could do on offense. So Minnesota defense is falling apart. And then you got the Chicago Bears. I think they could. Uh, to me, I think they could win at least seven games. They could win seven games the way the way their schedule is set up. I think they could win seven games. And you know, Justin Fields has a future. His offensive line is going to be, you know. His offensive line is going to be very interesting to watch this year. Can they protect them? So, how you feel about that urgency meter at seven point five for the Chicago Bears? Uh, that's I mean that's all right. I like I said, like like you said already, they got a solid roster. They go get oh, got my camera on. They go get um, they go get DJ. They go get Jermaine Edmonds. They already had uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, I, I I forgot who said that running back is now because they don't have Montgomery anymore. Khalil Herbert. Oh, they got Herbert back there. They still had that tight end last year. Cole Komet. Cole. You know, you 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 got Claypool, DJ Moore. You, you, you know, know, yeah, yeah. You got some. You know, they should they should be like you said. I 
And I really get them more than seven. I say they might be get eight. I get it. Say I get mm. them one more. I say they might be get eight. I say they okay. Can so the next one they have one of the urgency is the New England Patriots here, and they urgency is at an eight point oh. Mm. Now it says that nobody says the life at the time Brady will be easy, but who said it would be this hard? <laughs> In twenty twenty two, the season was a disaster by high standards of the Patriot way, quote unquote. Uh, nine losses, including including a all that's an all timer and well public size offensive dysfunction led to friction with the young quarterback and the. The coaches staff, of course, of having, you know, Matt Patricia be the offensive coordinator in that. That's just weird. Um, but they saying that uh, Bill Belichick in his comments in the offseason creating the most surreal vibe around the most successful NFL organization of the century. Mac Jones is playing for his starting job this season. I mean, to me, I think he is. Uh, Bill Belich- uh, could Belichick fire uh, if the New England Patriots markedly don't, don't improve? It's not crazy to think that they would. I don't think the New England Patriots is going to fire Bill Belichick. I don't see that happening. But for the team being widely picked for a finish last in this division, is the urgency remains compelling too high, compellingly high. Um, I think it's kind of high for an 8.0. If you look at this division for the AFC East, it's very, very tough as of right now. Aaron Rodgers coming over there. You know, Buffalo Bills add additions to their defensive side of the ball. Miami Dolphins having their additions, especially, of course, your question, if two is going to be what two is going to be. I think the urgency is a little bit too high. I mean, I understand it's the New England Patriots. They've been one of the most, you know, respected franchises in the NFL. But you got to go through that rebuild stage. And I think a 8.0, 8.0 is, is kind of kind of high on them at this point. I mean, you know, I my I had the Patriots on my list. My biggest thing with them is they offense identity. Like they offense right. has no identity. Like it has no it has no identity. And I yeah. think it will this year because of Bill O'Brien coming over from Alabama, knowing Mac Jones, and like I said, DeAndre, make give DeAndre Hopkins the call. But I I guess they're giving them such a high a, a high rate because you got you had the mo the multi tight end thing. You had Jaseki. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, you pick him up now. Like, something just got to give, bro. It's not like y'all haven't had threats. You know, it's like they, they bring in Christian Gonzalez. I really like him, the cornerback from Oregon. Mm-hmm. He's nice. I think, uh, that, I think that was an underrated pick. I, I'm yeah, oh, I love Gonzalez. I love Gonzalez. Uh, so, I, I, that is high. Okay, I can give you that. I go back on that. that that's kind of high. Cause you, they, looking at the roster and looking yeah. at the division, you like – yeah, you get them. I get them. I give them next year. Now next year they should have it together. They should have it together next year. But I, I maybe the urgency maybe games. The urgency probably stay there if if uh if they get DeAndre Hopkins. I think the urgency is. There. Oh yeah, it, it might go it higher. It might go higher because that put pressure on Mac to really have to perform because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Mac's going to perform this year. I really think so. I think Bill O'Brien is an offensive-minded coach that knows. He, he, he coached in the NFL, even though he wasn't successful as a head coach, but he has been successful as an offensive coordinator. So, uh, I mean, I, it's still too high for me. It's still too high. I think it should, the urgency should at least be like a seven or a six because you're in the rebuilding stage, you know? So I don't think – I think it's too high. I think it's too high. I think this is too low on the next one. The Dallas Cowboys, 8.3. I think it's too low. 
And I'm going to tell you why. You Cowboys fans is the reason why it's too low. You Cowboys fans. Y'all say Super Bowl every year. Y'all went 12 and 5 last year. And you guys, what? But they went, they went, they lost in the divisional round. The Cowboys, too low at 8.3 because of your fans. I'm not saying because of, of a football standard. It's because of your fans. Your fans make your urgency higher than expected at an at, at at a 8.3. It should be a 10 at this point, for real, for real, just because of your fans. But to be on a be on a humbling side, um, Jerry Jones he needs to change, he needs to change uh this way of doing things. The man just turned eighty years old. He needs a true GM to help this team out. Um, the defense, uh, I mean, you got a you got a competitive NFC East with you know the the Philadelphia Eagles running the d- division at this point. Um, Commanders is going to come up. You know, so the Giants is definitely making making moves as they can. But how do you feel about this one? How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys being 8.3 as an urgency? You think it should be higher or lower? Book. I don't know where Book just went. Oh. Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Uh, but I think I think that's about right. You go get Brandon. You go get Stephon Gilmore. Um, who else they pick up? I think they pick up Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Like you you got Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard. I mean, I told him well, yeah, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard, uh, yeah, but he's coming off um, an injury. You got uh yo, uh what's it? What's my what's my boy name? CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. You know, like y'all got all the pieces. How how can you forget Michael Parsons? So you know, it's just like yeah, yeah, I give him about an eight five. They got uh, they they gotta come with it. They gotta oh, come so with eight, it. So you giving them an eight point three? I, I get them an eight five. I get them an eight point five. Ooh, so you putting them in the same category as this next team is the San Francisco 49ers. I don't Ooh, think the San Francisco uh, 49ers urgency should be higher. I think That's- lower though, because the quarterback situation. I mean, yes, they have a great team. Do it really matter? I mean, but yes, because you keep seeing that they have this great team and that they just can't make it over the hump because of their quarterback. Like that's the only time that's the only team I really give that excuse of like they have the all around best team, I, I think. Just all around. They have weapons everywhere. Linemen, receivers, tight end, you know, m- multiple running backs, DBs, linebackers, they just don't have a quarterback. Like they don't lack at a spot, but a quarterback. And it's like at this point, that just has to be what doesn't get them over a hump. I feel like they would even this year, it's like they kind of like doing a, a trial and error type thing. Like, are y'all gonna try Trey Lance out? Are you gonna throw Brock in there, give Brock a chance? And I I I, I get I give them I get them a I don't even want to say a seven, but I get them a seven. I get them a seven. I mean, I think, I think the urgency is high because you went to the NFC championship with a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback. Last season, and you was one win away from a Super Bowl, and you did go thirteen and four last season. So for me, I think the urgency should at least be a nine because the San Francisco Forty Nine has nine? been there. They have been there, no matter who's the quarterback is at the position. They have been there. They've been there with an Alex Smith. They've been there with a Jimmy Garoppolo. They've been there with uh, well. We, it's, it's still kind of uncertainty with Trey Lance because you have not seen a lot from Trey Lance, but you got there with a Brock Purdy. Is Sam? You know, you know, Sam Darnold 
is another guy that's over there that could that could compete for this job, depending on how he does in training camp. Madre Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. He knows how to get quarterbacks prepared. He knows how to, you know, which quarterbacks need to be managed and what quarterbacks don't need to be managed. They have everything, and, they, and you're right, they have everything that you need, and you just need consistency out of a quarterback. Now, if Trey Lance cannot go this year, I think next year you move on from Trey Lance if you are the San Francisco 49ers. You move on from him. But if he does play well this year, I think you stay with Trey Lance at the quarterback but he has to he has to ball out in training camp and prove to Kyle Shanahan that he can stay healthy. So I I get what you're saying, I'm what you're saying, but I think it should be a 9.0 because just because who's the quarterback up there, he, they still have the weapons, and Kyle Shanahan's going to put them in the best position to win at the quarterback position. He's going to help that help that team win. So I say a nine just because of what they did last year with the team they had and had Brock Purdy, and it was one win again, one win away from the the Super Bowl. 8.7 is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, right. Is that is, yeah. is that is that's about right for you? I give them, I give right. them 8.4 a little bit. I still stay in the eights, but I say 8.4. I wouldn't be make it close to nine. Um, but with the Miami Dolphins, um, they have they I'm not gonna lie, they have some of the most talented players in the league. They do. They do, of course. The unstable staff Tua is the question, of of course. And y'all did end up getting Mike White from the New York Jets that was in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this AFC East is going to be tough. It's really going to be tough for all teams. I'm not saying for one particular team, for all teams. I don't know who's going to win this division. I just don't know. It's really up in the air to the to games actually start to play. But you look at, you know, Justin, you know, they still investigating Tyreek Hill. I don't know which, why you're still investigating that whole situation. I don't get it. Um, Jalen Waddle, you you got him. I mean, y'all lost Kiseki to New England, but I think offensively y'all still good. If Tua can stay upright and doesn't get all these concussions and miss games, y'all would be fine. So I, that's why I say eight point four as of right now, as far as urgency, because y'all got for me, y'all have to win the division for that urgency to be high. Yeah, and y'all went nine to eight last year. I could see y'all winning. What I could see y'all winning two more games. I see y'all winning eleven games. 11, 12, 11, 11, possibly 11 games if Tua okay. can stay healthy. Because, I mean, Mike White is not a bad backup. Let's, let's yeah. just throw that out there. He's not a bad backup. So, I'm kind of surprised at this one, but I can understand why. The Cleveland Browns is a 9.0. And I can, I can, I can understand. I, I don't want to disagree with it, but I understand why because you have a full-time Deshaun Watson now. You had one of the best running backs in the league for the last and couple of years. <laughs> like you got <laughs> you I mean and Joku is not a scrub. You got two studs on your line. Amari Cooper but, is your number one receiver. You get what I'm saying? You go get Miles Garrett, one of the best best pass rushers in the league. I mean, I know uh Denzel Ward hasn't been super great, but you know, he's not bad. Martin Emerson, I got him as one of my breakout players next year. I mean, this year coming up, he's a great player. Uh, you, you got like they, they definitely need to get together. They, Deion Jones, like, bro, they just had, they just had teams after team after team, but it's like they hold the excuse been okay last year. They had to have Jacoby Brissett play, and then Deshaun Watson came back, played horrible, whatever. But now you have a full mini camp, you have a full OTA, you have training camp, and then you have the preseason for him to be prepared to get back to the Deshaun Watson we saw in Houston. 
And I think they went out in, in I think you, I, for me, I think they should bring back Kareem Hunt. That's just me. I think they should bring back Kareem Hunt. But and I don't now think they are. a funny thing, man. It might be a Houston curse, man. Because he kind of sounds like James Harden to me. Like, is he ever going to be that same player he was in Houston? I think he would be. I think he would be. I think, mind you, he's he's younger than Harden, too. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, not for sure. But no, I'm just saying, like, I, I think, I is think he, he ever going to be that gunslinger? You get what I'm saying? Like, is he ever? Uh, I mean, I he don't has know. a full year on Maju. When he got that suspension, he had to be away from the team. Preseason games, but he didn't play in all the preseason games. But I think now you have a full year with Deshaun Watson, and I think he can be that. But I was kind of surprised to see him at a 9.0 over the San Francisco 49ers. I was really surprised over that. But then I told you the, the quarterback situation. Like, that's why I feel like y'all have a good quarterback. Y'all supposed to have a star quarterback within him, too. So it's like, you know, they have no they They really still didn't have a reason these last couple years, but whatever. So now y'all have a good quarterback. Y'all need to win. Let's let's see if y'all can exceed expectations. So for me, I can say this. Um I think this is I think this is actually at a standstill right here for this next team. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals at a 9.4. I think the urgency is right there on the line. I think or you can put 9.5 up there just to just to say it. I think so. Um, but they did lose a lot of players on defense. That's what I mean, but they Cincinnati. They, they go pick up Orlando Brown. Like. Yeah, offensively, they're good, but they they look they look they what they lost uh Jesse Bates. They're safe. Yeah, like Jesse. I mean, but Jesse was on the way out either way. Like yeah, he was, was on the way out, but yeah, I I, I get it, I, I get it, but I I, I, I I they still lost a lot of defensive players on that side of the ball. I mean, you you still got you got Cheetah Bay. They still got uh, who, who Trey Hendricks. Yeah, you know they they they. I'm just they, talking about they, for the secondary go. Oh no, they they secondary definitely. They secondary because you had a few players that went to Atlanta. You went a few players that went to other teams. I'm I, I don't I don't remember where they went, but I know a lot of I I heard a lot of Cincinnati Bengals players, defensive players, going to different teams in free agency, and Cincinnati didn't bring them back. But we all know what Joe Burrow could do: Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Joe Mixon, we know what them boys could do when they off the side of the ball. It's just the defensive side for me. But the but it's it's right though, nine point four. You you definitely right there. Um, you got we got about we got three more teams and we should be done here. Yep, three more teams and we have uh nine point six. The Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Of course, they urgency is a nine point six. They have to. Be, they 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 went fourteen and three last year. Of course, the urgency is there to to keep the consistency going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Then, especially um, with the the stuff they picked up in the draft, it's like yeah, bro. they 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 look like the Philadelphia Bulldogs. That's what I wanted to call. That's when you first said something like you mean the, the Georgia Eagles, <laughs> yeah, the Georgia Eagles or the Philadelphia Bulldogs, one yeah. of them, because the way they draft. They love they love their Georgia players, man. And, and you're getting a healthy Jordan Davis back on that on that defensive line with Fletcher Koch. And now you added, you know, DeAndre no, Carter. Oh One thing that's God. concerned about me with the Philadelphia Eagles is they line back in core. You lose TJ Edwards in free agency. You lose Kazir White in free agency. Mm. So it's gonna be tough for them to to find linebackers. I, I think if if the Eagles got money 
and Miles Jack is still out there, I think you go get a Miles Jack. I think Charles, I think Gardner was a big loss for them too, man. Yeah, Gardner Johnson yeah. left. Marcus Epps, the safety, went to my Raiders, left. They lost a lot of defensive players yeah. in that slot. So, I mean, it was good to get Darius Slay and Bradbury back, but that slot corner and Gardner Johnson, that was that's going to be a tough one to fill to him and Marcus Epps. Um, and that's, that's another thing, too, I was getting to that. The whole coaching staff, they lost a defense and the offensive coordinator. Yeah, offensive coordinator. So let's see how Nick Sirianni could do this and bounce back. So I, it's a lot of questions there for Philly. But um, at a 9.6, the urgency is there. If you went to the Super Bowl last year, you, it should be nothing under that. You should leave, be able to go back to the Super Bowl at this point. Um, uh, here we go. We got to talk about this team again. The New York Jets is at a 9.8. The New York Jets is at a 9.8, and I get it. Aaron Rodgers is there now. Of course, the urgency for them to win right now, it has to be because we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a one-and-done, bro. We don't know. They went out and got all these weapons, and we just heard that Chuck Clark tore his ACL, so that's another safety that's, that's down. So, a 9.8, do you think that's a little bit too high for the New York Jets, man? Nah. I mean, they got Danny Dimes. They got Danny Dimes. You went all oh, the, the Jets, way not the Giants. The Jets. Oh, the Jets. Oh, nah. No, I don't really get them no slack either. <laughs> no, they know. See, this is what we're not gonna do. Everybody not gonna be. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He get here. He got a wish list. He get his wish list. He get all the players he want. He got sauce. He got a hell of a defense. He got an O line. He got a running back. Even though his running back is coming back off an injury, but still though. Nah, I now I mean I I would get them like an eight point seven, maybe I'll take it down. I think they shouldn't be as high as that uh, over the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, but but at the same time too, because then you're talking about Rodgers, like he he has to win. You know, like he has to win. I'm sorry, like I know people don't look at it like a win. Now he got to go to the Super Bowl, but he has to win. Like, and I doubt he. I don't think he's winning the division, but you know. I just feel like he has to win. Shout out to he, my boy. You got, you got everything you wanted, man. Like, everything you wanted. Shout they, out to my boy B-Town Breakdown with the 199 Super Chat. He said, thoughts on Celtics trading smart for KP. <laughs> man, we, had a, we went in on this earlier. <laughs> Shout out to B-Town Breakdown with that. So, we, we have to answer that since that is a Super Chat that he definitely okay. sent us. Um, we want to get back into the, the next couple of teams though, but um I mean, like we just like we said earlier, like if poor Ziggins could play that stretch four and you go get a point guard, you move Jalen Brown to the three, you move Jason Tatum to the two, and Robert Williams at the five, and you go get you a smart point guard, the Boston Celtics will be fine. I understand the toughness and the grit that you lose out of Marcus Smart. Yeah, I understand that. You lose that. You lose that that motivator in the locker room that will call you out at the same time. You lose that in Marcus Smart. Um, Marcus Smart going to Memphis. Like I said before, I feel like you if if the, if if Memphis can find themselves a point guard to go along with a Marcus Smart, they will be fine. They'll be fine. That's all I'm saying. Um, Marcus Smart would kick John Morant's ass. You know what? I'm not going to get into that comment by Anthony Price. I'm just not, bro. But uh, Marcus Smart, he's going to bring toughness to Memphis. 
he's going to he's going to he's he's going if he got to throw motherfuckers under the bus, that's what he's just going to do. He's going to throw people under the bus. Like, listen, you got to do your goddamn job. That's one thing about Marcus Smart. He's the he's like the coach on the basketball court, basically. And I just think right now the need. If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm going to get a guard in the draft because you got Brandon Clark. You got Adams, and you got uh, Jared Jackson. You don't need a big man. You need a guard. So I think they go out and get a guard in this draft. But um, I don't know who won this trade. For me, I, I, Boston I mean, won the trade Celtics. at this point. Boston yeah, the won Celtics. the trade at this point. Yeah, Celtics. You can't both be a big man. I mean, you got to think, man. Like, yeah, they lose out on Marcus Smart, and you know how I feel about that. But at the end of the day, like, the that that big man antidote that two big man rotation literally helped them win that series against us last year. Right. So when you think about keeping those same two guys and adding a Porzingis, who's the healthiest he ever been in the last six years, I just feel like you can't beat that. Like you can't beat that. He's the healthiest he's been in the last six years, bro. Like, and he, you know he's gonna bring that same thing. Al's gonna bring you stretch the floor a little bit more athletic. You, Pair him with Robert Williams. What now? You let Al get the minutes. He don't have to. You know he's old. You you put Al Horford on the bench and had him play in the second unit. Yeah, it did. So now that becomes a whole different beast. A guy that was just starting last year, leading, leading, leading the team in scoring is in some of these playoff games. Like it, it makes it. I, I really. I think Boston won, but I don't feel like the Grizzlies lost though. I don't feel like the Grizzlies lost yeah, the, the trade. Yeah, the Grizzlies didn't lose. I just feel like they just they, – now it's for you to go on a draft and get you a guard until John Morant comes back. Yeah. You still need depth at the guard position because even though, like I said, Tyrus Jones was, was valued to them coming off the bench when John Morant was there. Now you don't have no real guard at the six-man position right now for, for Memphis. So I think they could go get a, they could go get a guard in the draft and then you can still, when John Morant comes back, then you can put John Morant and Marcus Smart in there. That, that's 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 all I was really saying. Like as of right now, for the first twenty-five games, it's going to be a concerning for me because the guard play is going to be tough on the Memphis Grizzlies because they don't really have anything. And then you do you really want to play a rookie right now in the NBA? So it's going to be really tough. Marcus Smart would get John Morant and Long Watch. You know what, man? You, but um, thank you for the uh, the $2 super chat, bro. I really do appreciate that. Shout out to B-Town Breakdown. That's one of the guys that covers all Boston sports from New England to the Bruins to the Celtics to the Red Sox. He does all Boston sports. So make sure you go over there and subscribe to his channel over there when he does go live as well. But um, the number one team that they have is the urgency as a number 10. It's the Buffalo Bills. I can't even really say nothing about the Bills. I mean, best. I don't know. All the recent drama with with Stefan Diggs. I mean, is it is it because they didn't go after D Hop to go along with Stefan Diggs? Because that's the one thing about the Buffalo Bills. They always they they had a they always had an okay number two. They never had a number two that that could really be impactful to so so he won't get the double teams you know so Stephon, I mean Gabe, Gabe Davis wasn't bad he was all right but I don't think he's a number huh? he's a number two come on now he's a, I don't think he's a number two for Buffalo but he's not a number two in the league he's a number two for Buffalo but I, I just feel like they still try to 
gravitate towards Stefan Diggs a little bit more. But Buffalo Bills being the urgency at number 10, they got to win a division. They got to go to the AFC Championship. But it's going to be hard to win this division because, mind you, the Patriots was on this list. The Jets was on this list. The Bills was on this list. And the Jets was on this list. So Jets, Patriots, no, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. All four teams in this division was on the urgency list. All four. So that's telling me. The question is, is the AFC East the best division in football on paper right now? I say so. I, I say, I, even though I, I, the AFC West is just as competitive, I could definitely say the AFC West and the AFC East are the, one of the two compelling divisions that you have to watch in this year's um in this in, in this year's NFL season. Um, I got a question for everybody in the chat, and I got a question for Bug at this point. Can Baker Mayfield? Do what Geno Smith did last year. Can he be the next Geno Smith and revive his career as a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, mean, I would love is, to hear your thoughts on this one. This is his time to, believe it or not. You think it's his time? So you think it's his time to? I mean, yeah. When you go, when you go to the Bucks, you got you got most of the threats you need. You don't come to a terrible O line. You know, it's kind of like a fresh start for Bay. You get what I'm saying? It's a fresh start for him, and just to give him that time, like you kind of just got through into the Ram situation. That wasn't really, you know, that don't really count. So the Bucks, I just feel like that he's coming to a team that's not bad. It's no no bad blood with the coaching. It's a, a system that I feel like she, you know, it's, it might work for him. I'm I'm not sure who's the the OC over there, but it, it should work. Byron, I thought it was Byron Leftwich. I'm not sure. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It might be. But I thought, I thought, it was, I thought Byron Leftwich was still there. Um was still there. But for me, I feel like Baker Mayfield, I think he won't be the next Geno Smith as far as like I, I can't say the next Geno Smith. I've I, <laughs> the same token. In the same token, it's like I want to say that because of the weapons that Baker Mayfield has in Tampa Bay offensively, and he has a good defense over there. The question is, is is, is, is he focusing on his mechanics? Is he focusing on his progressions? Is he not? Is he panicking when the, when the pocket kind of collapses where he gets nervous? That panicking, man, Baker Mayfield, that's okay. You hit it on the head because that's I think that's one of his biggest flaws watching him play. Is he definitely panics when that when that pocket starts to break down. It's like <laughs> he don't know what to do. But I mean, think about where he who just left him over there. Not saying like Tom is any type of involved, but I'm pretty sure you know with Tom just leaving from there, they have an idea of you know of what they want to do. And I'm pretty sure with him being that old, I'm pretty sure he was putting them on game just as much as they were helping him out. So he, you know he. he I'm pretty sure he's coming to a good a good locker room of coaches to be able to work with his mechanics and get it together. He'd have had a good whole season. Oh, Dave Canales is the new OC. It's not it's not uh, Byron Leftwich no more. Oh, Dave Canales. Okay. Oh, Dave Canales. So it's not Byron. So I I never heard of him. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depending on what system, too. Like Bake might flourish. He might flourish. I just gotta I just gotta see 
how it's going it's going to work out. How, how what connection he's going to have with Mike Evans? Because remember, we've been on shows multiple times about Mike Evans being on the move. Yeah. And, and I, I just and I just literally just talked about that entity price saying Baker is going to make Mike Evans leave Tampa Bay. LOL. And telling you, if Baker Mayfield do not play up to his potential, if he doesn't, I'm telling you right now. Mike Evans is going to win out. But, I mean, can Mike Evans really flex like that? Like, bro, you you just coming back off an of injury. You know, when last time have you played to your top potential anyway? But Mike Evans, that's, he played all he, all he played all um 18 games last season. And his stats wasn't bad. I think he made a Pro Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, not last year? Mike Evans' stats was really, really good last year. The- yeah, in twenty twenty two, he has seven seven seventy seven receptions, one thousand one hundred and twenty four. He had a, yeah, he had eleven hundred receiving yeah. yards and six touchdowns, and was on yeah. seventy seven receptions. He wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I guess he's just unhealthy. But ah, uh. if you look at it since twenty fourteen, and they have the stats here since twenty fourteen, he has ten thousand four hundred and twenty five receiving yards with six hundred and eighty three receptions and eighty one touchdowns since twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, he had a thousand and fifty one. 2015, uh, 1,200, 2016, 1,300, 2017, uh, just a little bit over 1,000, 2018, 1,500, 2019, 1,100. Every year since 2014, he had 1,000 yards receiving. Every year. It doesn't matter who the, who the quarterback was. That's, that's crazy. No, every year, though. Every year since 2014, he had over a thousand yards receiving, and the most the most that he had in a season was 2021 with 14 touchdowns. No, that's crazy. But that's but that's what I'm saying. It, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when it comes to their quarterback, it makes them irrelevant. And Mike Evans still put up the numbers, and he gets overlooked. So Baker Mayfield, could, I think he could get. I could think Baker Mayfield could get him over another thousand yard receiving, but I think Mike Evans wants to win. I think he's at a point where he wants to win because if you look at the numbers, he's productive. And it's since 2014 in his career, stats he's averaging 15.3 yards an average per catch. That's the average. The most that he had in a season was 17, 17 and a half per catch for Mike Evans. And that was in 2019. That's crazy to me. But he's, but he's in double digits in average per catch. He's in double digits. I've never there's nothing lower than 13 when it comes to average per catch for Mike Evans. So Baker Mayfield, you gotta make the best out of this, bro. Because if Geno Smith could do it with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you gotta do it with Chris God, Chris Good Goodwin or Chris Guy, whatever his name is, and Mike Evans. You gotta do it with those two. That that's just that that's just me. That's just me. But um you spend so much time on that that debate with Marcus Smart. We have to end the show, man. So the, the next two topics for the NFL, they're gonna be the top of the topics. Cause I'm I'm waiting to see those 100 players by CBS. I really want to see that. And I think if we if we keep going on with this topic, we will be over the two minute to two hour mark. So uh because you know Jalen Ramsey gonna be on there, right? 
Yeah, that's gonna be on there tomorrow. That's gonna be the first topic <laughs> tomorrow for the first 100 players. I mean, the uh, top 100 players in 2023 for the NFL. Definitely going to be the first topic tomorrow. Outside of the NBA draft recap, we're going to get in. We're going to get into that. We're only going to do the first round tonight, and we'll keep you updated on social media for the second round. You're only going to do the first round tonight because the NBA draft is very, very long. I don't have all night to be on here, so <laughs> me and the crew is going to be on here tonight, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Darian Hopkins Sports Show. Anything else before we head out of here, bro? You muted. I said, no, nah, I'm just ready for the draft tonight. Steelers going to go on. Hopefully, I just want to see the blockbuster trades. I'm excited about some picks, and it's crazy because the picks I'm excited about, are, besides Scoot and seeing what Scoot is going to do, I'm really excited about like a later trick. I mean, later um, later the picks like Grady Dick and uh, like bro said about earlier, Tracy Davis, like just seeing kind of where some of those guys going to go. So just getting excited, man, for the night, man, really. All right, so absolutely, we'll definitely be in the building tonight, so make sure y'all tune in to that. We all can finally see us actually talk about the, the NBA draft. No more rumors, no more no more, no more, more nothing, no more nothing. It, it all goes down tonight, y'all. So make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel, which is the Darian Hopkins Show here. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and um, uh, iHeartRadio. Follow us on social media. At D Hopkins Show on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Bug will definitely give you all the updates on the Instagram side. Everything he does on the Instagram side will be on the Facebook side as well. So make sure y'all share all the news that's coming out. We definitely need more engagement on the Facebook side of the Darian Hopkins Show. So if y'all see any news come out and we post it, make sure you comment, like, do it, share it, do whatever we need to do on that part as far as the Facebook side. But make sure y'all check out the D Hop Nation t shirts. There, I have a new logo coming out for that, so make sure y'all go check that out as well. Comment, like, and subscribe. We out of here, y'all, and we'll see y'all tomorrow, same time, same place. Please. And the time will be changing next week, so make sure y'all keep a lookout for that. So yes, I'll see y'all later, and I'll see y'all tonight, y'all, 8 o'clock. Peace out. All right, peace.